we're so glad you decided to hang out with us today on the Better Together podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Tony. And we seriously cannot wait for you to meet our guests today, uh, our friends Dan and Valerie Wakefield. Uh, you guys are going to love them. You're going to love their story. It's so powerful. It's very encouraging. Um, we just want to give you a little bio. Tony, why don't you share their bio? Dan and Val met during high school in 1981 and are natives of this area. Dan graduated from Reserve and Valerie from Niles. They were married in August of 1986 and celebrate 35 years wow. this year. Yay! Dan works for the Macintosh Group. You can correct me if I said that wrong. It manufactures and distributes home audio products. And Val works for Novellus as an accountant. They have two children. Abigail is 26 and lives in North Carolina, but she's hanging out with us here today. And Benjamin is 22, who lives in Alliance, Ohio. So thanks for hanging out with us today. And this is going to be fun. Absolutely. We are very excited. So um, uh, just so that we don't um, leave her out, Abigail, give us a shout out from the other side of the room. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, we are very excited to uh, to have the uh, part of the Wakefield family with us. But before we get started, um, we always ask three questions, just kind of icebreaker to get the conversations going, let folks get to know you. And so <laughs> I know this is a loaded <laughs> question, but um, Dan, I'll start with you. Um, what book are you reading right now? Is there a book that you are currently reading right now? Yeah, I just finished actually one of Dave Ramsey's books called The Legacy Journey, mm. which is uh, kind of goes deeper into God's will for us from a financial standpoint. Wow. And um, I just finished that this morning, and then we're going to be starting a book called Draw the Circle. Um, You'll be. I, yeah. I already well, started. Yeah, right. It's a 40-day. Oh, oh nice, is that Mark nice. Batterson? Yeah. Yeah. Is that Circle oh, Makers? Yes. Circle or is that Maker. Draw a Circle. Draw a Circle. Oh, oh circle. that's such it's a great It's the journal book. that goes with the... Yeah, yes. with the Circle yep. Maker. Yeah. That book changed my life. Excellent uh, book. Mm -hmm. Circle Maker. Great book. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, Val, how about you? Are you, you, you mentioned that. Uh, what book are you currently reading? I'm currently reading the same book, Draw a Circle, yeah. but then Identification. Oh, The Law of Identification yes. by E.W. Yes. Kenyon. Yes. Well, I love one of the things that he said in that book, um, until people get an understanding of the righteousness mm -hmm. of God, they really don't have an approach to God. And uh, that's been a journey for us. Yeah. Uh, just finding out who we are in Christ Jesus. But that's awesome. Um, you want to read the next question? Yep. What is your go-to comfort food? <laughs> See, these are spiritual <laughs> questions. Oh, yeah. Real spiritual questions. We just questions. want them to get to know you, relax <laughs> sure. a little bit. So I don't know that I have one particular one. It kind of comes and goes different ones. Right now, it seems like um, I have we have these bags of Stacy's pita chips. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. With hummus. And so that's my afternoon go-to snack. Nice. Yummy. Val? Yeah. Val, how about you? Chocolate. Oh, first. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, we are everyday people here. <laughs> did, any, yeah. did anybody Pita else chips feel... chocolate. Did, did you guys feel the anointing when she said chocolate? It was like, whoosh. All right. Um, it does not have to be a spiritual um, reference, but what is one thing that you cannot live without? Coffee. Oh. Yes. You know Again, that you same anointing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Seems to be a theme among the podcast yeah, yeah guess. Sure. and uh you just gave me you introduced me to a new brand of coffee why don't you just give them a shout out right now because my goodness sure so my favorite coffee shop in the u.s is a place called espresso vivace mm. which is in seattle wow and um so i bet yeah I've, I've used their beans for my, beans for many years and really enjoy it how yeah. did you find them 
I've I've traveled a lot for work. Okay. And um, worked worked with many people who also share my passion for coffee. So a lot of times I'll go places and the guys will know the local coffee shops. Yeah. Oh, neat. It's, it's it's actually one of the enjoyable parts about business travel is. You know, exploring different restaurants or coffee shops. Espresso Vivace. Espresso Vivace. And we just got to partake of a double uh, shot of espresso this morning with those beans that you gave me. And it was the Dolce brand or the Dolce version of that. And it just tastes amazing. Smooth. Just smooth. Well, we can post a link to that. Absolutely. In the podcast notes. Val, what's one thing that you can't live without? My elliptical. Oh, yeah. I do it every oh, sure. morning. Make us all, Make us all feel, feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, wh- you fit in shape person, you. Now, do you have a specific uh, elliptical? Is there a name brand to your elliptical? Or is there... It's a Perku? How do you say that? Pro-form? Precore. Precore. Oh, Pre-core. nice, nice. Uh, what I like about elliptical, it's easy on the joints. A lot yes. easier on the joints yeah. than yes. it is on, than like a treadmill or something like that. So like is my chair. My chair's very easy. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> our son, uh, our son, we've told you, and you know Alex, our oldest son, Alex, is a runner for YSU. He... He runs cross country. He runs indoor. But I've I've laughingly said to folks, I'm like, yeah, he didn't get that from me or, me. or Tony because if you see us running, it's probably some because something's chasing us. You should probably run too. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> run too. But, uh, hey, thank you guys for uh, taking the time to hang out with us for a few minutes, and uh, just very excited about our topic today. Um, we are um, we're actually not talking about what's written there, but what we talk what we're going to be talking about is. Um, something that we we are very passionate about um, within ourselves because we understand that um, our mission, Victory Christian Center's mission, is to challenge everyday people to experience every victory in Jesus. We want to experience Jesus in, you know, socially. We want to uh, experience Jesus spiritually and with our relationships, but we want to experience uh, the abundant life, even when it comes to our finances. And we believe that God has called us to command our finances in a very steward-like way, not in a way that our, our finances command us. And one of the things that I've loved, uh, Dan, just to having conversations about you is your story. And perhaps we'll get into a little bit of that today. But one of the things that we want to just discuss, um, because it has so impacted your life today, is the um, the 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 whole concept of of Dave Ramsey's um, Financial Peace University and how that has affected um, your life? And so I just want to ask right off the bat, how did you come across Dave Ramsey and uh, Financial Peace University? Maybe so, that has to do with your story a little bit. It does. Um, so I've been in sales all of my adult life and. Um, became a regional sales manager for a company many years ago, which meant that I managed dealer relationships in like seven different states. So I spent a lot of time in my car. And while traveling, I would listen to the radio. And I kept coming across this talk show where Dave Ramsey would have people call in and they would tell their story and he would help them get out of debt. And one of the um, more interesting aspects of that is he would have people call in and do what they call the debt-free scream. <laughs> so people would call in and he'd do a short interview and talk about, you know, where they came from and how much debt they may have had in their life at one point, And then how through his program, they were able to 
pull eliminate all that debt, and then and then they get to do the debt free scream. We, you know, I'm debt free. And uh, do you want to you want to try that for us today? Uh, maybe not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, maybe the next one. Yes, maybe next time. But it was um, you know it was it was interesting to me um, on on a number of levels in that you know it was a very it's a very personal thing for people to talk about their finances. Absolutely. Um, and you know most people aren't trained in how to manage finances. I think Valerie and I, our parents were, you know, personal finance was very personal to them and they didn't really talk about it. Mm. And so, um, you know, we, we had made a number of financial mistakes, uh, quite a number. And, um, but, but I enjoyed the show in that it really was, it was a very personal thing. People talking and talking about their lives and, um, and then, learning about this program, which allowed them to release themselves from the bondage of debt, basically. Sure, sure. Um, so you got, you were acquainted with it, you got to hear it. And um, then I'm imagining even as you're, you're walking, you know, you're comparing this to your own personal story and your personal life. And the Holy Spirit just begins to reveal to you areas that, you know, the Bible says in um, Proverbs 27, 20 or 20, 27, that um, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. And when you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to just reveal things in you, that's when we grow. That's when we begin to get stronger. That's when we begin to take the wisdom of God and apply it to, you know, to our lives. And so I'm imagining just through, you know, listening, faith comes by hearing. And even when, you know, we know Dave Ramsey is a faith-based teacher of, you know, finances, but when you're hearing this, the Holy Spirit had to be breathing that on you and saying, hey man, this is an area that you could come up on. And we, what we understand is when we act on what we hear, that's when God makes it his responsibility to prove himself according to his word. Did you find that uh, to be true in your walk with this uh, Financial Peace University? Yeah, you could say that the Holy Spirit and I had a number of conversations around <laughs> this. Um, and there was a lot of revealing going on. Um, you know, and, and I think... One of the things that I, uh, I really relate to in, in that regards is the fact that, you know, first of all, people calling in and being very transparent about themselves um, and Dave, Dave sharing his story because his story truly is, uh, well, it's, it's quite interesting, I'd say, and it allows them to really relate to people. But yeah, I mean, God, uh, God and I had a number of conversations about where we were in it. I will admit it took a while to kind of get to the point where uh, I was ready, you know, that we were ready as a couple to really address the debt that we were carrying. Yeah. And, um, but then, you know, I think having the roadmap that Dave provides to kind of walk you through the steps of getting out of debt and then the, um, you know, the freedom that comes on the other side of that. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. So you were in debt but did you find it manageable or were you overwhelmed by your debt? Like what level of crisis did you find yourself in, in those talks with the Holy ghost? Well, you think it's manageable, right? <laughs> you know, like you weren't behind in your bills or anything like that, or kind of what level were you at? Like crisis level, like we're going to lose our house or it's just a weight that I'm carrying or somewhere in between. 
Well, because we're going to have people at all levels listening to this. Yeah. We were living from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And then we did a class. Remember, I think at Believers? Crown. The Crown, Crown Ministries. Ministries. Yes. And we realized that our income and our bills, there was more bills than in income. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how can you, how can we even do a budget? If yeah. Our, yeah. If we can't manage it. And then, like he said, he was he was getting um, fed by Dave Ramsey at the time, you know, listening to the broadcast. But I was not. But I just heard him talk about it. And I was at Sam's Club one time, and I saw the book. And so I bought it, and I bought it on credit. Bought the book on credit. <laughs> bought the book on credit. Yeah. And so then it just we just got fed up. Just we we had to do something, and. Um, you had one of those enough is enough moments. Yes. So where were you in your season of life? Did you have kids at home? Were you in the midst of raising a family? Like where kind of in your season of life were you? Um, yes, we were. We had children. I'm not sure. Abigail. But um, we we had children. So they had. Um, you There's know, they expenses were just, involved with right. that. Ex- oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so I couldn't like, you know, I get got frustrated. Like, how can I provide for them? they want to do sports they want to do this they want to do that and so when we read the book that's when we seriously so that was kind of your tipping point it was it was it really was yeah and I, I, Dave Ramsey talks a lot about the fact that you kind of have to have that I've had it moment mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and for us for me that was um, the time when I made a payment to American Express late mm. and they raised our interest rate from like you know, this promotional 2.9% up to like 24%. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I went in and I created a spreadsheet and looked at how much debt we had and then looked at how much money we were spending every year on interest. And in that sense of not having control, the fact that your, you know, like our future was in somebody else's hands, like they had the ability to dictate to us um, you know, our financial position. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was the moment. I was going to ask you this too, because Tony just talked about, um, you know, you kind of had Val, you, you all had a, um, that's, I, that's it. I've had it. You know, you start to look at, um, what was, what was going on. And I've often referred to this, even with counseling with young couples who are going through hard times in their marriage, you know, you can never get to where you want to go until you realize where you are. And Dan, I think that speaks to something that you just mentioned. You know, this is a very personal um, journey. And sometimes it's very difficult to retrospectively just look in the mirror and say, you know what, I have failed regarding my finances or I have failed in this area. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means we've got room to grow. And so when Tony just mentioned, you know, that you really hit this this moment that that's enough. I've, we've got to make some changes in that first year. Um, because I remember even in our journey with, you know, with the Lord and just learning more about who, who we are in Christ Jesus and about faith and the ABCs of faith. I remember just along the journey, having these aha moments like, Oh my gosh, 
Um, I would love it if maybe we heard from both of you, like, was there an aha moment for you, even as you begin to um, get into his program and the, the, the Financial Peace University and the book and his teachings, um, Val, you, you're smiling, you're yeah, all lit up. Was there, a, was there an aha moment, like in that first year where you were like, wow. Well, when you go to follow it, so we immediately cut up the credit cards. Yeah. No more. Just like no more. And then you got to find out why you were shopping. Mm. Like, uh, are you shopping at emotion? Are you shopping because, hey, I, you know, we have them. We work so hard. I want to spend it on something oh, I want. That's good. Re- mm-hmm. Retail therapy, I think. Yes, oh, that's yes. a good. Yes, yes. So, um, but once we start paying off those, we did the snowball. Mm-hmm. And once we start paying those off, then we're like, this is going to be great. I mean, because then we can be a blessing to other people and not to our lenders. Like, wow. you know, we have to continue to give them money. Now we can be a blessing to other people. And when we started doing that, when we started blessing other people, yeah. that's the aha moment. That's like, this is awesome. I'm totally getting out of debt. So then that way I can be more of a blessing to other people. Well, let me, let's kind of dig down into that a little bit because people listening are like, well, where does giving fit into this? If you're like, if you're already in debt and you owe more than you're making and your bills are more than you're making. So where does giving fit into that? Did you still tithe? Did you still give? I mean, 10% goes to the Lord. Yeah. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. God will give it to you. You have to give it back to him. It's it's it's, it's his. It's his. It's his money. Yeah, we're just we're stewarding it. Right, yeah. right. So that first ten percent is crucial in my in my heart. Yeah. It's just like that has to be done first, regardless. So you put that right into your worksheet. You put that right into your budget. Did you also put like giving money? Like I'm going to bless somebody with five dollars, or start where you are, or what? Where does the extra giving fit in, or yeah. does it? The extra giving didn't fit in until we got. The credit cards under control. Okay, that's crucial because there may be somebody listening right now and saying, "You know what, I, Pastor Michael, I've heard you say, you know, we, the generosity with which we live." And yes, that's true. But you need to hear this from real time, real life, everyday people, just like you and me, who made the decision. This is wisdom. Wisdom also works with faith. And when you say, "Okay, you know what, I'm going to get my house in order." so that I can begin to live a generous life. Exactly. Right? And I just, want, I just want to draw attention to two words that you said, because, and I just want you to clarify. Yeah. Either one of you. So you said when the credit cards got under control, that doesn't mean you waited until you were completely debt free. Explain, am I correct? That is correct. So explain what under control looked like. So, okay, so... Um, let me explain, I guess, sort of <laughs> yeah. the steps of the program. So yeah, yeah. One of the things to me that I feel makes Dave's program so powerful is that he realizes that it's hard to focus on more than one thing at any one time. So, like when we went through Crown Ministries, there was just a lot of really good insight into financial principles. But what Dave provides is the seven baby steps. So, the first baby step is you put you get a thousand dollar starter emergency fund and what that's there to do is basically shield you against everyday life so if you get a flat tire major emergencies you get you know if you're 
your washer breaks down. Your washer or... breaks down. You're not going back to the credit cards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to, so that's your baby emergency. Baby step. Baby step one. Yeah. Uh, start emergency fund. The second baby step is called the debt snowball, and the idea here is that you list all of your debts, largest to smallest, and you pay the minimum on every debt except the smallest, and you attack the smallest debt. And a lot of people that may think mathematically like, well, wouldn't you start with the highest interest rate? Mm -hmm. But um, Dave likes to say getting out of debt is 20% head knowledge and 80% behavior. And you Mm -hmm. have to change your behavior. That's good. And to change your behavior, you need to get some early wins. So for us, when we listed our debts, you know, we had like a $65 debt or, a, you know, and like $110 debt. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a couple early wins and you start feeling momentum and encouragement. And That's good. That's a good key. That. So, and, and, and I'd say those were definitely aha moments for me. Nice. Yeah. Because that's, that's where the hope comes from, right? Yeah. Um, that's where the, the sense that you are in control, um, you know, you, you get those early wins and then, and then it's snowball. So then as the snowball goes, as you pay off those smaller debts, you're taking that money that you were applying to the smaller debts and then you're applying them to your larger debts. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time you get to your last debt, whether it's a student loan or a car loan, whatever it might be, you're, you're putting a lot of money towards that. And, and you're able to, yeah. And you're able to, and typically it takes people outside of their home around two years to get completely out of debt wow there was a um as you were talking there was a song that i've recently heard um i i can't remember um i think the name of the song is called let the redeemed of the lord say so and it comes off of one of bethel's new albums i think it's um, brian helzer i think that's his name i could be completely wrong i completely forget his name but one of the lyrics in this song says there's no greater sound there's no sound louder than the captive set free and as you were just talking about you know you're getting some wins under your belt you're you're getting some momentum i can just imagine you and val going we did it again we got another one you know you're going through the house going baby can you believe this and i (laughs) i think that that's important to to hear couples who just make a decision like look we got to get on the same page we've got to make a decision to attack these debts and we can do this together i think that it not only um, gives you I, debt in my opinion is an evil thing there's a spiritual um, there's a spiritual control there's a spiritual weight on that um, we were talking to someone recently this past fall who made the statement and I know this is a strong statement but um, she was quoted as saying I've had cancer and I've had debt and I would take cancer all day long over the debt that's how evil I feel and how heavy the weight and depressing and oppressive debt is to you. You it makes you want to just end your life. It is to the point where it's so overwhelming. That's why I think that for us as as Christians, as everyday people, you know, we thank the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And this wisdom comes through people like Dave Ramsey, who has ministered life to you guys, and it's yeah. changed your life. You guys really, uh, you know, the the power is in the telling of the testimony and Revelation 19.10, and we've said this over and over in church, the testimony of what Jesus has done 
is the spirit of prophecy or what he will do again. And so if you're listening to this right now, be encouraged, be encouraged that you didn't get into debt overnight and it's going to take some time to begin to put some, like Dan, you just said, you know, some, some spiritual principles and some natural Natural principles, principles. you know, some natural principles. Like if your outgo is greater than your income, stop spending money on the credit cards. And that was my next question. I'm assuming somewhere in there, there was a cutback, like sacrifice or like, okay, stop buying new clothes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there's, and what I love about this, cause the tithe was always in there. And then I'm still interested in the, when you felt under control enough for God to say, okay, give $5 here. And you gave, gave extra above and beyond the time because also scriptural and very much something that God can work with. But we like to say it's the natural and the supernatural working together. And you're, you're giving a lot of this supernatural and the natural principles. So I'm assuming at some point he said, uh, stop these crazy things. I mean, I listened to one of his radio programs one time where he said, you can save on your grocery bill by not buying snacks for your kids. And I'm like, okay, you don't have athletes because they need to eat snacks. So as some of his concepts, I mean, they're very extreme, but so is getting out of debt. Yeah. It's very, it's an extreme step to take and we're challenging people to do this today. So I'd love to dig back into that. When you felt like it was under control, what natural steps and supernatural steps you took that came together for that freedom? So one of the first things you do when you go through the program is you you set a budget. And we had never done a budget. We were never told how to do it. But you, he, he shows you how to create a budget. And so he says you have to basically tell every dollar where it's going. And that is so important. So we had our tithe um, and we had every dollar we earned basically assigned a, a goal where it was going. We had, a, we had a budget for food. We had a budget for gas. We had a budget for but I believe, co- coffee. I believe yeah. we gave to comp- compassion. Like that was, so that's a giving. Yeah. So we had a child that was Abigail's age that we were giving for compassion too. Sure. So what you're referring was, to is a C- Compassion International, the organization yes. that you can adopt a child, you know, yes. in but third world countries. You put that in your budget. That, that, that was a budget. non-negotiable for you. Right. You were right. just so saying that Lord, was actually a giving then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that was that would bill. be above and the, the yeah. above and beyond right. the tithe. You were saying, God, we're at a place now where we're able to to be a blessing. And so that just became part of your budget because the measure, this doesn't negate this scripture, the measure with which you give, or we like to say the measure with which you live, it shall come back unto you. And so if you're living generously, that also is the supernatural, yeah. right? living generously, the, the natural decision to give to, to, to Compassion International's adopting a child is um, the measure with which you give the natural is the supernatural uh, reciprocation from God. Yeah. And you determined like Corinthians says, you determine in your heart where you're going to give. That's the natural. It was very intentional. So your budget was intentional. Your spending was intentional. Everything was intentional. And we, and we were still open to times where the Holy spirit would open our eyes to an, to an, and then we would just have to adjust the budget. Yeah. And we would, you know, cut back in a particular area. Maybe we didn't go to dinner once or something like that. So yeah. good. Yeah. Just 
because we saw a need that was important. And that's catalytic giving. This is so much ties into our kingdom builders, our kingdom builders, our mission measures. I command my finances. Yeah. Loved all this. You know what I love about what you just said? You know, you, you made the statement like I, we, we didn't go out to eat. We talked to so many folks who, uh, on a regular, on a regular basis, regular guys, when you, when you get a hold of this, they're, they get to the end of the month and they're like, you know, they're looking at the church or another organization to help them benevolently. Look, I love helping people and giving benevolently, but when it's a pattern and you realize that the, the biggest thing that Jesus came to set us free from, and if you've been reading that righteousness book, it really has to do with the mind. And the mindsets that he wants to set us free with is this. You can't serve two, two, um, two gods. You, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Right. And when you made this statement like um, we just made a decision, we were not going to go out to eat. You that's know, sacrificial. That's sacrificial giving. That was so that we have a bigger goal in mind. And we love being out of debt more than we love going out to the outback. So I want you to just, it's the first word that pops in your head, but how hard was that on your flesh? How hard was it to change those habits? How long did it take to change those mindsets? That's a great question. How hard was that? Was it a struggle? Like dig down into it so people know what to expect. And I'm assuming it was hard because you're both laughing hysterically <laughs> at each other. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah, you, you, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. And, and one of the things you do when you create a budget is you look at, okay, let's look at our last month. Where do we spend money? And, um, you know, Matthew, it says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, right? Yeah. And you realize where your heart is in certain ways. It's a transformation and it takes time. And, you know, I think you have to give yourself some grace in that as well that, you know, this, this isn't just, you, you may in one day make the decision you're going to change your spending, but it takes time for God to transform you and to help you understand where, you know, where he wants you, I guess. That's crucial. What you just said about giving yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, it's the, you could look at finances like this. It's just as addictive as a substance sometimes like the stuff sometimes even more like you're buying things you got to have that what did you call it retail therapy you know and but it's hard on the flesh because you have to tell your flesh no right um but you've got to give yourself some grace i often tell people who are trying to you know quit smoking like i'm going to just quit cold turkey well god's god is his power is there for that and i've watched people experience that but why don't you just give yourself some grace and instead of smoking two packs a day why don't you smoke like two cigarettes a day and see where you you know wean yourself down to where you're like look this took work and it was hard on my flesh but i did it and you were laughing just as hard as him. How hard was it on your flesh to just say, you know what? No, I'm not going to spend. Oh, well, doesn't it take 21 days to change to get into a new routine? <laughs> to form say, a habit, yeah. but form. 10 weeks to break one. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> on your knees, right? Yeah. Lord, right. you got to give me strength. I'm, I'm feeling the urge to do this. But we also put in a budget, like play money. Or like I had... I had an addiction to Starbucks. Mm. 
for tea, actually. I would go there mm-hmm. before I go to work. And so we put $20 for two weeks for me to go and get this. And once the $20 was out I and we didn't have our next pay, yeah, I couldn't go to Starbucks anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you have to, or cigarettes, yeah, okay? You have to put it in your in your budget. You have to make sure that dollar, every dollar is counted for. Yeah. So allow yourself some fun money. Some yes. fun money. Yes. Well, that, and that's a big part of the budgeting process. I think most people think of a budget and a budget being there to tell them no, they can't. Yeah. And really, what a budget does is it gives you permission to spend the, on things that are important to you, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, um, you know, we. we we allocated $20 every two weeks to coffee. And it was like, that was our enjoyment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's important is that, you know, how you sort of how you perceive a budget. Uh, I think a lot of people think, well, I'm, that means I can't do this or I can't do that. And it's like, if it's, if it's important to you, put it in your budget, you may change that budget later as something may become less important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I want to ask this question um, just because we've been talking about it. And, you know, you mentioned a couple different prod, um, um, not products, but a couple different programs that you've experienced. One was, um, I forget what you call Pro- it, Crown, Crown Ministries. Yes. And then the one that you, we are referring to now, um, Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. What do you think makes or sets this one apart from other financial help programs um, maybe the glare, the biggest glaring difference that you guys have seen. Well, again, I, I, I would say that it, the fact that he takes it down to you focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. You know, makes it manageable. It makes it manageable. If you're trying to get out of debt and save for college and financial retirement and do all of these different financial things, you tend to get discouraged because you don't feel like you're gaining traction in any one area. Yeah, that's good. And if you focus on one thing, you start with your thousand dollar starter emergency fund. Mm -hmm. uh, Then you do the debt snowball. Yeah. And then you walk through the baby steps. It just, then at that point, um, again, I think you get those early wins and you see traction and you see progress and that inspires you and, and helps you move forward. That's awesome. The one thing I want to say was I know I remember when we first started and we had our thousand dollars in emergency. How long did it take you to save that? That I can't remember. Uh, I don't recall. Weeks, <laughs> months. Off. It was quite yeah, some time. It, was, yeah. it wasn't overnight. It was right. not overnight. But you got that in there and yeah. But once we got there, see, then the enemy comes and tries it, tears it down. Because oh, yeah. then immediately, once we had our thousand saved, we had an emergency. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to use that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, you worked so hard to get it in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he was very supportive. Dan was very supportive. He just said, you just have to build it back up. This is why we have it. This is, you know, this we're in a good place. We're going to use it. And then we're going to build it right back up. We have it. Let's use it. That's but why it's there for. a win to not have to go back to debt for whatever or that emergency cards. was. But we were still paying off the credit cards. Yeah. yeah. It just so, it just like... Oh, had, I, it had to feel good though to it, know I didn't have to charge this. It did. I had I, it right there. When, but he was on the road, and when we had the emergency, and I'm like, I have to call him. I have to use this, and I, I don't want to use it. You yeah. know what I mean? I got to a point where I'm not spending anything. Oh, you know? Yeah, the other ditch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but it was good. But it was it was very thankful that we had the thousand dollars. But 
they'll do i mean the enemy will kind of do that sure and mess with you a little i i don't know it kind of yeah. messes with me a little bit but then we just we just yeah save back our thousand isn't dollars. isn't it crazy the ditches that we go to there the truth is right down the middle and, and we <laughs> either go to one ditch or the other and it's easy. We do it. You know, Adam and Eve did it. You know, oh, no, we can't even touch it. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't even touch that tree. But I, I want to use this question as a segue into our last question together. But um, it's almost like a rhetorical question. But is there any good debt? And and I want to lead into that with um, you had written down a scripture uh, out of Proverbs verse twenty two verse seven. Um, why don't you just read that, Dan, and we we can talk about that in just a minute. Well, the borrower is slave borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah, and how it is it's financial bondage. It yeah. really is. Um, and if you're able to recognize that and then pursue a path to get out of that bondage, I mean, you think about spiritual freedom and you know i think if you look at the bible the fact that prayer is mentioned 500 times and money's mentioned over 2000 times yeah god recognized that money is a way that we can get trapped mm-hmm. and you know and he's given us so much guidance in the bible related to getting out of debt and understanding understanding finance, I guess, is understanding the importance of money and the role of money. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, we are here to worship the provider and not worship the provision. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think all of us can look at our lives and know that, you know, there are ways that at times in our lives where we, we've pursued certain things mm-hmm. that were unhealthy from a spiritual sense. So hopefully you all can see, even if as you're listening here, how this all, how money ties into our spiritual walk and how it ties into how we walk in our lives by faith, not by sight, um, in our Christian walks. And um, it's interesting to me that, you know, Jesus said that um, I've come that you might have a life and have it more abundant, have an abundant life. But it's also true that the Word of God says, um, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. The whole um, the whole concept of this program, Financial Peace University, when you get set free, this is a victory. This is not a defeat. And when you begin to celebrate these victories and you begin to realize that, look, the Lord came to set me free in my mindset. The the credit card is not my God and I'm not offering my life and my service to my job as payment, you know, to, to worship this credit card or debt for the rest of my life. How about I just worship Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and recognize that he sits on the throne of our hearts. And in that same breath, you read scriptures like Proverbs 22, 7, the borrower is slave to the lender. When you realize that you're giving to the Lord out of um, honor, out of love, out of respect, you're not giving to him out of I owe you and um, this is a religious duty, but um, I, you know what? I just realized um, we are out of time. For I think today. we'll have to have them back. We might have to have a, part, a part two. two. We might have to have a part two. Um, but before we we do, um, we want to let everybody know that we are offering at Victory Christian Center's Warren Campus um, a Financial Peace University 
um, and the program that just changed your lives financially, you were able to command your finances rather than command uh, your finances command you. And we want to give those dates um, at now uh, so people can start putting it on the books. Um, Dan, when are those? When are the dates that we're going to be planning our financial university uh, here at Warren? They begin when? They begin on May 20th. That's a Thursday. And it's a nine-week course. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll go start at 6 o'clock. And um, we will be able to provide you with the link related to if you would like to register for the course. And there's um, what you do is you register for what's called Ramsey Plus. And that's a whole suite of services in addition to uh, access to the Financial Peace University class. And we will be providing that link along with On this the podcast. podcast. Notes. But here's the one thing. It's so going, how early do they need to register? Yeah. Well, they can register any time up to the day of the, the class okay. beginning. Um, the cost of this uh, course, Financial Peace University, it might shock you listening, but it is... $59 for a three-month membership, mm-hmm. which is time to get through the course. Um, you can also sign up for six months uh, for $99 or a year for $129. Okay. So when we went through, we went through at BCC Coitsville. Mm-hmm. It was, not, I think it was $99 at that time. And that was just for the course. Oh, wow. And they do it a little differently now where they're giving you more resources. Wow, they're nice. giving you a lot of resources. But uh, for those of you who are thinking like Valerie just shared with us, you know, at the time that we realized that's it, I had enough. Um, we were still in some bad mindsets and still in some bad habits. And you may think, I can't afford $59. This is the aha moment for you. This is the, I've had enough. And this is where you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we want to give you guys an opportunity. And um, you may be saying, well, is there any financial assistance? Yeah, the financial assistance is... um, Please allow this $59 or this $99 to, I want you to, we want you to feel this because this is going to change your life. And, and just like they said, start looking now, what can I cut out to make this possible? Yeah. You could cut out a coffee a day, you, you know, at Dunkin' or at Starbucks, you could cut out a coffee or, you know, a, a dinner out. out. Yeah. One dinner out for two anymore at a nice restaurant. It's 30 60 bucks. It's 60 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's 30 bucks a person plus, you know, so we're, um, we're, we want to give you that opportunity, but, um, we are called better together. And so Dan, I want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out who makes your life better just because they're in it. And I'm not saying this because our daughter Abigail is here in the room, (laughs) but I must say we are very blessed to have her husband, Chris, in our lives. So he's uh, he's been just such such a tremendous blessing to our family. And uh, we're so inspired by him and happy to 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 have him in our family. Chris, if you're listening to this, I've never met you, but I just found out you're a motorcycle guy and I love you immediately. So. Uh, Val, how about you? Give somebody a shout out. Fun. They're, they're, your life is better just because they are in it. It goes to three people. Okay. It goes to my pastors right here. Aww. Pastor Tony, Pastor Michael, and my daughter Abigail. Aww. She has helped me spiritually as well. Thank you. So awesome. Aww. Well, it's an honor to be uh, affiliated with your incredible family. You guys are absolutely just a beautiful family, a beautiful story. Um, and if you'd like uh, you'd like to uh, hear more about us, my wife is here to tell you a little bit more. 
If you like this podcast, do us a favor and share it. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a review to help others find us and know what we're all about. We're all about connections. You can find us on social media for Facebook and Instagram. For the guys, it's Brotherhood at Victory at Warren. And for the girls, it's Sisterhood.Victory. So uh, come come on out to Brotherhood and Sisterhood. We do a live in-person Monday nights at 7 p.m. right after our corporate prayer um, or their Sisterhood Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Grab a cup of coffee with someone and catch up with them. Or Or tea. tea. (laughs) And uh, connect at church. Uh, Victory Christian Center has eight campuses, and we happen to be at the Warren campus in Warren, Ohio. You can check out our website at vccconechurch.com. Dot com to find out all of our location. We just say thank you for listening and we'll see you back here together. And don't forget, we, we are, are better, better together. together.